Browns Falcons. What a game this is. The Falcons beat the Seahawks last week. The Browns march on. Uh, last week, um, <laughs> Colin, what's what's your thoughts on this Browns Falcons game? It's it's uh, all the hallmarks of a classic in the making, isn't it? It genuinely does, Michael. These are the only two teams to have scored at least twenty six points in all three games. Uh, so this this could be an absolute uh, shootout be between the the two of them. The the Falcons have been incredibly uh, frisky. Uh, they have all sorts of weapons, and maybe just maybe, but all Arthur Smith has figured out how to uh, actually utilize um, Kyle Pitts, who is an absolute mismatch. Um, the other thing is that the for the Browns is will will Miles Garrett play given the car crash and um, thankfully it doesn't seem to have been serious but we don't know whether he he will play. I think for me that the this comes down to though uh, Nick Chubb is the best running back in the league currently. Um, I, I he he this season is ahead of Jonathan Taylor and he's ahead of Derrick Henry. And so the Browns have that and Jacoby can manage a game, certainly. And he's up against, uh, whilst the uh, Atlanta offense is fantastic, their their defense has allowed the highest completion percentage. Um, it's sixth most in total passing yards and third in terms of passing touchdowns. I just think that this will be a high scoring game. Um, both teams will put up points. But ultimately, I think the Falcons still need more reinforcements on the defensive side of things for them to really challenge. So I'm going to say the Browns will win. Yeah, Colm calls out the Miles Garrett situation with the car crash this week. They've also lost um, Anthony Walker Jr., who's one of their stand-up players for the season. Um, big loss. And um, Jacob Phillips has come in. He's been inconsistent in his two years there. He played reasonably well last week. But the Browns against the... Steelers last week, as poor the Steelers have been, they played quite well in the first half. In the second half, they shut them down. They only gave up three points. They held Harris to 60 yards. It looked like the defence was getting back to what we've seen over the years. Uh, offensively, like Jacoby Brissett, we were kind of we were tough on him in, in terms of our season preview show, but in fairness, he said something really good in his press conference this week. There's a lot to be said for being in a camp for four months and learning an offence. In the last two games, he's gone for over 200 yards. He seems to be striking up a good relationship with Mary Cooper. He's gone for... Three games in a row with 100 plus yards and a touchdown in each game. There is some bright spots for the Browns. They really should be 3 0 after the enforcing meltdown against the Jets. And with Chubb and with Hunt, as well as the Falcons are playing offensively, we saw the flaws last week on the events. Like they, they, they gave Seattle an opportunity, a poor Seattle team, last week to potentially win the game at the end. Um, they allowed Gino to go up and down for a large part of the game on them. I don't see how they can live with the Browns team. I think the Browns will win the game comfortably. Yeah, Colin rightly calls out that both these teams have more than 26 points average per game on offense. They're also both conceding more than 24 points on average per game on defense. And yes, it's only three games and it's a small statistical output, but that's a very high number, especially when you consider the Falcons have uh, had two of their games against the Seahawks and the Saints, who do not exactly look like, you know, murderers row um, in that regard. Well, they're not mirroring the Chiefs or the uh, Eagles or the Dolphins, let's say that. Um, so that's a concern for the Falcons in terms of they conceding it just a good a lick as they're scoring. But Mariota's been um, rebuilding his reputation, obviously, after um, 
you know, a disappointing tenure, I suppose, overall, you would say, at the Titans. Um, interesting and back up in Vegas last year. And he's starting and he's playing well. And there's a couple of good plays every week. But it does look a bit Kyler Murray light for the most part. Um, although he is playing with a very, very reduced supporting cast. You look at the cast that Brissett has got to play with in the Browns and especially that Chubb-Hunt combination rushing for over 190 yards a game. Um, that's going to help you win a hell of a lot of games. And just by by way of just looking ahead in the future, let's be really clear, the Browns need to win this game because after this week, after this game, their schedule goes Chargers, Patriots, right, they might win that one, uh, Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, Bucks. That is a murderer's row if ever I saw one coming up. So getting up to 3-1 and one, and probably, as Brian says, they should be 4-0, is absolutely essential. I've got the Browns dominating with their run game and making it uh, three and one at least. Yeah, the Browns have been a really interesting team to watch over the first few weeks of the season, albeit they did not get over the line against the Jets, and that was a tricky situation. I can't wait to see people's picks for the Jets game, boys. Just to put it out there. I cannot wait to hear people because the Pittsburgh Jets game is, I think, it's the hardest game to pick this week, personally. Um. Amari Cooper has been a real asset to him coming in, especially when you've got such a inconsistency at quarterback level. Jacoby Brissett's came in and played really, really well. Uh, I think, I think that Chubb and Hunter are going to be stopped by the Falcons, and I think that Drake London is going to have minimum one touchdown. I think Cal Pitts finally scores on American soil, uh, and I, I just feel that this Falcons offense, led by Mariota, who um, is currently completing 63% of his passes. Maybe he might need to do better than that on Sunday to get up there, but I, I genuinely think when you have Rashawn Evans, Richie Grant, and, and AJ Terrell there, that they're going to come up on the day and win the game. I, in, in Atlanta, I think if you stop the run, you'll stop the Browns, get the offense going, Falcons win. I'm going full Brian on these picks, first two in. Um, is that a thing now? But I'm going with the Falcons uh, to beat the Browns, and uh, and I don't, I don't think it's an upset. I think like they, they played really well against Seattle on the offense, and I'm looking forward to this game on Sunday. Cooper Rush going up against Carson Wentz. Um, I'm picking the Cowboys. Colin, who are you picking? Uh, for for this one, well, we we were talking earlier about the the Bengals and the the white helmet and the uniforms, and this is another one. And uh, the Commanders are going to unveil. Uh, their their new uh, all all black uniforms. Uh, so uh, that will and I I see Ron Rivera was was asked about that, and I think he probably would prefer to be uh, maybe focusing on that uh, than the issues that his O line have had. For for me, the the Commanders are dealing with even more O line uh, injuries, and they already had injuries there. Um, but the the stat that stands out is that the commanders have allowed uh, league-leading 15 sacks. The Cowboys lead the league with 13 sacks. Michael Parsons was on Twitter this week saying, uh, talking about how in football you get 17 days uh, in the regular season to show how good you could be. And he wants to make sure every single one of them count. He has been incredible. Uh, to me, he is the head, the 
standout, I think, for Defensive um, Player of the Year. Um, it doesn't tend to go to secondary guys, so I think uh, Patrick Sertain will um, miss out there. But he has taken over games, um, whoever he has gone up against. And what, it, it is insane to say that... Um, <laughs> He has stepped in in terms of Dak Prescott getting injured. It's an edge rusher who has helped to alleviate the pressure uh, on Dallas. Um, He's in his second season in the league and he is a force of nature and he is going to be the the difference uh, here. Um, Carson Wentz is in for another long, long afternoon. The Dallas Cowboys are going to win this one. Micah Parsons had 17 sacks in 18 games leading into Monday Night Football. Didn't get a sack on Monday, but did more than enough to disrupt the team. Marcus Lawrence had three, three sacks on Monday. And you're, you look at, as you said, you look at this Washington offensive line, they can't seem to keep Carson Wentz up. They've got players if they can get the ball out. Davis, McLaurin, Dotson have already had reasonably good starts of the season. But Cowboys for me, all day long, um, I think it'll be a very comfortable win. Brian, you picked uh, the Commanders last week. What what's changed? Genuinely, is it just Carson Wentz? Or... What's changed? I thought their defense would be much better last week. I thought they'd be able to cope better with that. Wideouts from the the uh, Eagles. They had two uh, safeties that came back last week. Strong safety, free safety. I thought that would help them stop the run and keep Hortz in check. But I didn't foresee an offense that just did absolutely nothing throughout the course of the game. Because if you look at the stats for the first two games leading up to that, Wentz at seven hundred yards. He had second most touchdowns in the league. He had been explosive despite some erratic play. We didn't see any of that materialise last week. And they're going against a defence, in my opinion, is much better than the Eagles' defence. So there's, there's your reasons. Last week was like the, the like the longest yard. That's all I could compare it to. It was that poor. Then again, you could argue that the people in the longest yard were probably better than the commanders last week. Mark, it's your stage. Sorry, I've taken the baton away from you. No, you're you're right, Michael. I was just thinking back. Actually, um, the best social media post I saw last week was the Eagles rubbing out the W in the center of the Commanders' field and replacing it with an L, which um, was quite amusing to see on Twitter. Um, I, I'm also realizing that you can be tired uh, working on stuff, which is why on the YouTube uh, and Twitter live stream here, Michael's flashed up all our picks a couple of times, which is all good to see. I don't have a second. I don't have the second overlay. Basically, I haven't it's, got Brian's pick on the screen yet, unfortunately. It's so. all right, mate. Um, listening to, um, uh, to thinking about that though, and about people being tired. If you're listening to this on the the podcast, um, a couple of people could be very tired the weekend, which would be the Washington defense. Allen and Sweat uh, don't mind playing Dallas. They have a number of sacks against them, but if the Commanders have any chance, they've got to be on it all game and ruining Cooper Rush's life. Cooper Rush, the, the stat coming out this week, obviously, is he's the the first undrafted rookie to win his first three games since Hall of Famer Kurt Warner. I always love the way they carve that out. It's like oh, Hall of Famer. So look at the comparison. This is great. Um, look, he's surprised. He's proved very serviceable. I'd pick the Giants on Monday Night Football. I thought that they'd be able to get to Cooper Rush and make enough plays to win the game. Didn't turn out like that, of course. Um, but he has proved serviceable and competent. And if he can, you know, we, we talked about a little bit, a bit about this in the offseason. That backup quarterback position is so critical because if your league guy is out for six games, can he at least go three and three? Can he at least keep you in the season? Or, you know, 
Because if he's going one and five, zero and six, what's the point? That's what happened, unfortunately, to the Saints last year. We were down to third and fourth choices. Um, but if he can keep them there or thereabouts, pick up a few wins along the way. Um, when Dak Prescott comes back, this season is not over for the Cowboys. My pick for winning the NFC East is still alive as well, which which I would personally um, like, if only for bragging rights on the show. Um, and I do think Cooper Rush will have enough uh, to stave off the commanders this week. Wentz, I've said it all along, I think he's a nightmare. I think it's going to be a nightmare um, offense for the commanders all season long. And they've got some players there that deserve better. Ron Rivera, frankly, deserves better. But he's not being given the pieces sufficiently to succeed. Cowboys, Prescott, less than all, will win another NFC East divisional game. I have really been impressed with Pollard on the run. Uh, the game like I'm gonna be honest with you I fell asleep Monday night I just I'm finding it hard to watch these Monday night games boys honest to god but I watched it back the next morning um, really really impressed with the combination of Pollard and Ali I think what Pollard over was it over 100 yards and Ali had like 75 like if 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 everybody could just sit in Dallas now take the financial side out of it and go right Pollard's, Q, Pollard's RB1 Elliot's RB2 metaphorically and just go in and have Cooper Rush I mean Cooper Rush has come into a situation in the third or fourth quarter against Tampa Bay in week one when everyone wrote the Cowboys off including me like everyone wrote them off and um, I I have to give it to the Cowboys they've really proved people wrong but more so as well they've got more assets in terms of the wideouts Noah Brown uh, is averaging 71 yards and five receptions per game there's another guy as well i can't pronounce his surname is it the the weird surname tight end i haven't got it in front of me um he's i don't want to say like hmm? he's craft he's craft i was gonna say pendergrass there i don't know why i was gonna say that that's that's shocking but the fact that cooper rush can go into this offense and take them down to the level to go to MetLife and what for a neutral was great to hear especially in the first half the noise uh, it's been a long time and it was just great great to see it and long may it continue the Giants are probably going to go flame one this weekend against the Bears let's, let's be honest lads let's get that pick out of the way right now but yeah really really impressed with, with the Cowboys on both sides of the ball Mika Parsons his column said two tackles for loss four sacks already this season and um, this game will be over by the half but more so I think this game is going to be interesting because I think now that Ron Rivera will be the first coach to go this year I don't think Ron Rivera sees out the season in Washington. I I, I would I would love the, uh, if the ownership changed in Washington. I think most of the mm. league would want the ownership to change in Washington. And remember, this is the game that last year uh, where the benches didn't work. Um, there was also the raw sewage that was running through the stadium at one point, and there was the wall that collapsed and uh, nearly took out uh, Jalen Hurts. So I don't know if anyone saw the um, the photos that were on Twitter as well of the seats uh, in the stadium uh, last collapsing. Uh, uh, no, the 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 seats which looked like something from the uh, eight, an eighty files uh, beginning to peel and. Uh, yeah, they, they desperately need a new owner. A bit like Casement Park. Uh, shout out to um, Irish Cowboys on Twitter who said Hender shot as well. Appreciate it. Brian, it sounds like you have something to say. No, Michael. 
Then nothing to say that. Oh, okay, no worries. All right, has, have we got any questions that we're going to pronounce or we, pronounce? We do, we do indeed. We had uh, one from Fred who is asking about the Steelers uh, QB situation, and we'll we'll talk about I suppose the the Steelers Jets game. Uh, to, tomorrow on tomorrow night show because that's when we're we are back um but in terms of the qb situation it might be interesting to have a discussion uh, before we finish up and um, we will be out of here by quarter past 11 but michael steelers qb situation we heard mike tomlin say he definitively he is sticking with mitchell trubitsky how long does he remain defiant what's the steelers record at the moment one and two. Yeah. They're going one and three this weekend. Okay. That's because Zach Wilson. Uh, but but is, does yeah, he, is know, he making know, the change I, after that? I know, I know. I was, I was just waiting for a reaction and I was going to go in. I, I, I don't think he will. I think he's too stubborn. And you've seen it in his press conference um, on, was it last Thursday night? I mean, the Steelers have all the benefits. They've had extra time off to go into this game. I, I don't think that Kenny Pickett is ready to play in the NFL yet and we can start all this like oh well is there ever a time to play in it yada 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 he needs to sit behind for a year and wait or at least a few more months the Steelers didn't have a quarterback last year they were lucky enough that they had a serviceable older player that could get it over the line for them but look at Joe Flacco in in, in New York I mean Joe Flacco should be starting this game on Sunday and we'll talk about it tomorrow night Kenny Pickett shouldn't be starting Tomlin won't start him um, and it's, it's it's well look he's Tomlin's been incredible in Pittsburgh to have that record and that that run for all those years it's going to end this year but Pittsburgh aren't a aren't a stupid or a shady franchise they'll give him time they'll give him the assets I just don't understand how they knew for years Ben was going to go and like I trusted him in the press conference when he says he believes in Mitchell Trubisky then I watched the first game of the year then I picked the Steelers to beat the Patriots. And now I look like an idiot. So no, I'm not. I'm not having it. No. Um, Colin, I said on our season preview show that Kenny Pickett will be playing by week six or week seven, and this will be the reason why they have a first losing record, first losing season record from Mike Tomlin since he went in as the head coach there. I'm not changing my tune too much. I'm looking at the bye week. Bye week is week nine. Um, like I, I will be picking the Steelers on Sunday to win the game, and I do think the Jets should be playing. Wilson, because they've been consistent with the message from day one. He'll be back in week four, and he'll be playing in week four, and that's what they've honoured. So um, when it, no matter how well Flacco played, because they recognise the future is Zach Wilson. At some stage, the Steelers' ownership will turn around to Mike Tomlin and say, as stubborn as you are, you have to recognise the future for us is potentially Kenny Pickett, whether people think he's the answer or not. That's where they see it, and at some stage, he has to play, and he has to play this season. So for me, by the middle of the season, if not, it'll be after the bye week. Yeah, Zach Wilson's an interesting case study, of course, because, you know, we say he's the future, but will he recover from that horrific first season and his confidence still looks shot and everything? Now, this Jets team is making Joe Flacco look good, so maybe he's going to be finally surrounded with some talent to allow himself to shine. But that is a case in point where you don't play players too soon in the NFL and give them a chance to develop. I'm not saying we go back to the 80s and 90s where you used to have a rookie quarterback basically redshirt the year every single time and, you know, play sporadically or start to be phased in in year two. You know, these are valuable... Okay, they're people as well, but they're valuable assets and you have to make sure you know whether you've got a stud or a dud 
pretty swiftly on. The reality, however, is it still feels and seems too early for Kenny Pickett. And if you bring him out too soon, you're going to destroy his confidence. The Steelers don't have much in that offense. There's not much for him to play with. And all you're going to do is potentially threaten his long-term development. We saw it with Jimmy G in San Francisco recently. Sometimes the most popular man in the entire football team, according to the fans, is the backup quarterback. Because the backup quarterback represents hope and difference and is going to be the cure to all ills. Um, it's too soon. Keep Mitch Trubisky, stay with the plan, and bring on Pickett in due course. It might be hard in the short term, but as they used to say in Philadelphia with the 76ers, trust the process. America, I like the way you say the most uh, popular man is the backup quarterback because that's what happened to Mitch Trubisky. He didn't play last year for Buffalo, apart from the odd snap, and yeah, he was highly sought after, cut free agent by a number of teams, and obviously the Steelers won out and gave him the two-year contract, and yet already he's the guy that the fans want. Quickly moved on, and let's see the, the young upcoming player. Yeah, doesn't doesn't always happen, uh, Brian. We've got Mar- Marcus Mariota as backup now getting a chance again. Mitch Trubisky, the McCown brothers used to get multiple chances. But I never remember. There was a guy, Colin, Colin, Capper, Capper something, Kaepernick. That's what it was. He he didn't get another chance. Well, can't think why. Well, and, uh, uh, I, I think it will be very interesting. I, I I don't I don't know. I don't think you make any pronouncements on, on Kenny Pickett. I am somebody who thinks you should play QBs uh, from the off, but I think you do give them talent. I don't, if you look at the talk around Justin Herbert before he came into the league, there was all sorts of, of talk, and then he has taken to it like a, a duck to water. So certainly an interesting situation to keep an eye on in, in Pittsburgh. Shout out to everyone watching tonight for the comments. Uh, Mark Simpson saying 11 more sleeps. Go Giants. Go Giants indeed. Go Pack. Go. Go Vikings. Go. Go Saints go. Uh, we'll be in London at half nine Sunday morning. Or me and Colin will be in London on Saturday. Give us a shout on Twitter. DMs are open. I think Columns isn't, but we'll get him sorted in that tonight. And I will say one more thing on back of quarterbacks, and we're going to end the show in this. Um, back of quarterbacks provide certainty, and in some reasons, in Jimmy Garoppolo's, they provide safety. Uh, good night, lads. <laughs>